You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. That is so powerful. And when I watched it the first time, it just, it's hard to watch where we've come. I want to thank a couple of people. Sawyer, where are you? Sawyer Nick's back here. Awesome guy. He edited that for us. Such a talent. Thank you for doing that. Jacob and Spencer and the guys came together. They went downtown easily. And when cars, they jumped in front of cars. No, they didn't. But they, they filmed that. It made it happen. And, and we came together and we prayed and we talked about it. We didn't want this to be something, just another series about love. Because we live now in a place where love is hard to find. You can't find it anywhere. And it's almost to the point where it becomes hopeless. I know you understand that and you've probably felt that. And you're like, well, God, please come get us. Get us out of here, right? I don't think that's the prayer, though. I see the violence, I see the injustice, I see the pain, but I also see opportunity that the church has now to be the church, not to be a building on the hill, but to be a building in the community, a building. You're the building, by the way. You're the church, by the way. God is with you. Wherever you go, you have the opportunity to make a change. You have an opportunity to start a revolution. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to look at some things that just kind of, they're truth. And it's hard to hear, but it is where we are. And I think we need to face where we are. And then we'll know what we can do. Because there is hope. I see you here today. I actually see faces. I see you over there. I see people I love. And it just makes me so happy. It's hard to see people through a car window. But I'm glad they came. And I know you're online. Hey, we, don't, we miss you, but we love you. You see me better than I see you. But we have the greatest opportunity Chase was talking about that. Reaching thousands of people, can you imagine? And God's not done. And he talked about it. He's plowing it. He's getting us ready. But we have to know what that means. We have to understand, what does that mean for you? Okay, I understand what it means for the church in a lot of ways. God's kind of wake up. But what does it mean for you personally as a Christian? Maybe you aren't a Christian. Maybe there's a reason. But let's talk about it. If you got your app, and I think we're going to have some stuff on the screen. We're going to do something a little different today. I got it on my TV. And let's see. Praise the Lord. Okay, now, I'll just set you all up back there. Okay. All right. Hey. 
Miracles do happen. But I want to read 2 Timothy to you. It's not the best thing to start your day with, okay? It's, it's scripture that's there for a reason. Paul wants us to know how things really are. And I think we live in this very environment right now. It says, but understand this. Man, this is so much fun. I could read like this. Understand this, that in the last days will come. Now, I want to say something here for the last days because I've done a little studying on this. And when you hear that, you automatically think it's the end of time. It's the end of the world. But a lot of commentaries, a lot of people think what he's saying is it's the end of our faith. It's the end of the Christian faith. Think about that for a minute. We're at the end of our faith. We're at a place where we got to choose to continue the faith through the turmoil, through the perilous times. Because see, it says it has set in. It's here, guys. It is set in. So understand this. We need, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to back up. Is that okay? Y'all there? All right. We'll get through these verses, I promise you. Perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with, hard to bear. We're all there. Next one. There we go. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered. Now, I know none of you are that way in here, right? Not anybody in this room is self-centered right now or watching online, right? I'm not talking about you. Some of you are getting that, aren't you? Lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents. Where's my kids? Where are you? They're hiding. Ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without nature or natural human affection, callous and inhuman. Now think about that, callous and inhuman. Are we like that? Let me tell you what that looks like. It's hard. It's, it's hard one today. We can walk by somebody that we know has a need and we do nothing. We can see somebody struggling, maybe, you know, at work or maybe they can't pay their bills somewhere. And we just walk by and do nothing. We'll talk about that guy later, the Good Samaritan later. But this is what he said we are. Now, this is the church, y'all. Have we become callous and inhuman to the point we don't even see the need because we're so selfish? We see our own needs. Now, before you get in feeling guilty... I'm there with you. I'm no different. I'm with you. I went on vacation the other week. I didn't care about nobody else but me. Because we say that's our right, right? When I go on vacation, it's about me. It's where I want to go eat. Kids, you're going to go where we want and you will like it. Right? But what I'm saying is, just let these things get in your heart and your mind. Or am I this way? Is this what's happening to me personally? We know it's in the world, okay? Next screen. 
says they will be treacherous betrayers, rash and inflated with self-conceit. Man, he just don't mess around, does he? They will be lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than in rather lovers of God. Okay. We'll keep going. For although they hold a form of piety, a true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. They have a form of religion. And it's up here. It's like, yes, it's the the best religion. The church, I believe, has become, in some ways, a religious organization. Yeah, we are religious. But what we don't know is the power that comes with that religion. We understand coming to church today. We understand doing the good things. But we don't understand the complete, amazing power of the message of the gospel. And the gospel message is not religion at all. They tried to make it with 600 rules, but it is not. The gospel message is nothing but the message of love. That's all it is. It's it's that simple? Yeah. The message of love is what we don't understand, I don't think, sometimes. What I didn't understand, what I'm still trying to figure out. Because I want to love. I want to love people when they're hurting. But sometimes I just want to hurt them. You can laugh at that. Because it's difficult. So what do we do? Okay, that was, that was very painful, Brian. Now I feel horrible. But what can we do? Because I'm telling you, there is hope. There is a way that this pandemic, this injustice or whatever's happening in our world can be changed. And I wrote this, for, uh, this little statement down. Whoop, that's not what I said. Nope, sorry. Go back, go back one. Yours are not mine in the same order. Hold on a minute. Well, let's just do this. I asked this question. I'll ask you this question, because this is really where I want to go. Okay. What is the most important thing you can do with your life right now? Just think about it a minute. Okay, we're just here at church. We're not trying to be all, you know, spiritual, okay? Just be honest. Think about it. Look in your heart. Look in your brain. Think, God, what is the most important thing I can do with my life? Anybody got any ideas they want to share? Y'all afraid. That's what it is. Well, I'm asking that question because I think if we know that, we can help remedy some of these things that are happening in our world. Um, so choices. Let's talk about choices. You know, when you're growing up, they say, you can choose to be anything you want to be. That's what we tell our kids. You can choose. You can be anything you want to be. You can be an astronaut. You can be a violinist. You can be a dancer. You can be, give me something. The president, Lord, no. Give me some more. Actress, doctor, clown. You meant that, didn't you? 
Okay. Sports, a, a, a great athlete. Yeah. I don't know what he said. I'm afraid. Oh. He said associate pastor, and that's directed at me. Can you come get him? Yeah. Well, I ask you that because that is a big deal for us. Because, see, you didn't, I said, what's the most important thing you can do in your life? See, when I was young, I wanted to be a rock star. Okay, I wanted to be on stage playing my piano. And I was in the 80s, so I had a really cool piano, remote, one of them remote things. And um, some of you kids are like, what is that? But I used to remember I would pretend I was a rock star and I would write my name down. I'd practice my autograph. But actually, I wasn't writing my name down. I was writing Donnie Osmond's name down. And some of you are like, who is Donnie Osmond, right? Let me give you an idea, okay? Drake, you know who that is? You don't know who Drake is. <laughs> Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift. I wouldn't sign her name, okay? But that's what I thought was important. And a lot of you think your life is built around those things. I gotta have a family, I gotta get married, I gotta go to college, I gotta get in debt. It all comes together. I got to have a house. I got to have that, you know, Ram truck. You know, give me a truck. I want one. If anybody don't want one, I'll take it. Okay. And, but that's, that's what we, that's what we think. Our lives revolve around us. So when I ask that question, some of you are like, well, what is the answer? I'm not going to give it to you yet. Hold on. Let's first look at what a revolution is, okay? And a revolution, a sudden, radical, and complete change from the way things normally are, okay? We talk about, I want to do something that's important in my life. And, and Jesus told us something, and we're going to look at it in a minute. And I got to thinking, you know, well, what are the things that in history have been a revolutionary change? What has changed culture? Okay, the microwave. Okay, I used to get TV dinners and sit in front of the TV and watch Star Trek. Yeah, again, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, what else? Cell phone. Who has not had a cell phone ever? I mean, that's the bad question. We all got one. Internet. My kids have never known life without internet. They're like, what, what, what'd you do? What y'all do without the internet? We played outside. Really? Yeah. We did have Nintendo and Atari, I think. Uh, what's some other great inventions? Dishwasher. Dishwasher. Yeah, that'll change the culture. Changed our kids. Brenda's mom, to this day, has not bought a dishwasher. And I've been going over there to their house for 35 years. And guess what I have to do after every dinner? Help wash dishes. I don't understand that. That has nothing to do with this. I'm sorry. But I think what's the greatest invention? Is it Facebook? Is it TikTok? No. Is it Twitter? Is it any of those things? I would say the greatest invention ever was an idea. That the most revolutionary idea. This idea changed the face of the human race. 
for you and for me. This was revolutionary. It had never been said, never been done until one man said, I'm going to bring this and I'm going to tell you what that is. Now, it wasn't a politician that came up with the idea. It wasn't Donald Trump or Joe Biden. I won't go down the list. It wasn't Taylor Swift. It wasn't Tom Hanks. It wasn't LeBron James. It even wasn't a famous religious leader, Billy Graham, Mother Teresa. Who was it? Jesus. Jesus left his home and came to earth to tell us something. That the most important thing you can do, and I'm going to read it to you in a minute. He came to tell us that. Because he loved you so much. He loved us so much. He knew that this day was coming. He knew that this was happening. This pandemic, what all we saw in the video, he saw all this happening. He said, but I tell you, I have this solution for you. Okay. So again, what's the most important thing in your life? This is what the teachers ask him. They came up to Jesus and they said, Jesus, what is the most important thing we can do in our life? And this is what he said. Teacher, this is what they're asking. Which kind of commandment is great and important? The principal kind, okay? Give me the, the real deal. In the law, some commandments are light which are the heavy? I want the one that really matters. Okay, the one that will make a difference. If I do this all the time, it will change my life. Okay, heavy. And he replied to him, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. Your thinking. What are you thinking about? Were you going to lunch? Or were you thinking? But we love lunch, right? Yes. This is the great, listen to this, this is the great and most important principle and the first commandment, okay? And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what's the most important thing you can do with your life right now? Love. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Of everything he's told us, this is the one thing that will change your life. That will change this world. In fact, I wrote a couple of little, the power of love has no limits. It really doesn't. And I know what some of you are thinking right now. You're, you're not quite bought in to that thought. Because it's hard when there's chaos outside the door. It's hard when things are falling apart. It's hard to have hope and believe anything Jesus said right now. And that's okay. I'm not judging you. I'm with you. So I'm like, God, help. But... This is what Martin Luther King Jr. said. 
I love this. He said, we must discover the power of love. The power now. The redemptive power of love. And when we discover that, we will be able to do, we will be able to make of this old world, listen to this, of this old world a new world. We won't be able to make men better. Love is the only way. Amen to that, right? What a statement. Because he knew as much as he went through in his life, as much hatred as he saw, he loved like no other. He loved. And that's what I'm trying to say today. There's a level of love that our church, that the Christian community, we're going to have to step up to. We can't just love from the pew anymore. If we want to make a difference, we got to actually be the difference. We got to actually go into the neighborhoods and help people and love people and buy their lunch, buy their groceries, encourage them, smile at somebody today. Brenda was telling me she smiled at somebody at Walmart, right? And a lady came over to her and said, thank you so much. And Brenda's like, for what? Said, you smiled at me. Brenda's got a great smile. That's my wife, you didn't know. Hey, babe, sorry. I'm not going to do that. But I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say this. This is where I am. This is where I was. This is maybe some, where some of you are today. I've been a pastor for 20-something years. And sometimes I have been to this place where God... I just don't believe it anymore. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that just makes you like, oh no, why is he on stage then? Why is he preaching to me if he don't believe it? There was a time, a couple of times in my life where I had that moment. When my mother died, it destroyed me. The most godly person I know, God took away from me. I said, what's wrong with you, God? Have you, have you lost it? Why? I don't believe it anymore. All your word is, is a bunch of feel good. It doesn't mean anything. You ever been there? You ever been at a point where I give up? I just give up. I don't want to believe it. It's too hard to believe. I try to help people. I try to help people. Try to minister to people. We do church every week. And sometimes we just get beat up and smacked and hit and talked about. And I started feeling sorry for myself. Like most of, in this, of us in this room probably feel right now. We've missed church so bad, we just can't stand ourselves sometimes. But I'll tell you what happened to me. I mean, it would come and go. I mean, I believe it. I do. I believe it because I've seen God change lives. But sometimes in my spirit, I'm so down. I'm so hurt that I don't understand it. But I went on vacation, I told you, okay? I went to the beach. I wasn't supposed to, but we did it anyway, okay? And so I, I, I had my George Myers book. And this is what this message series is based on, this book, The Love Revolution. You need to get it. 
We'll help you. If you want one, we'll help you get one, okay? But I'm on the beach. I like to read when I'm at the beach. And I had my little, I was trying out some iPods. I don't know what you call it. Is that what you call them things? AirPods? Okay. I tried the AirPods. They're so cool, you know, they have Bluetooth. And, and I'm sitting in my chair on the beach, you know, and my sunglasses on, I got my hat, and I'm just watching the girls play. And, you know, life's good. Life's good, okay? And I'm reading my, I'm reading this book, and I'm reading it because I got, I'm going to be doing this series, I'm going to be doing message, so I really need to study this, right? I really need to make sure I do a good job for you today. So you'll come back. So I'm thinking about myself the whole time. Preachers have that problem. But not all of us. But I'm thinking about what I'm doing. And in my ears, I'm playing the soundtracks of different movies. I love to play pianos. I like listening to the soundtracks. So I'm listening to, oh gosh, Titanic and I don't know. Edward Scissorhands, y'all know that movie? Okay. And I'm listening, and it's just kind of going through a playlist, and all of a sudden, the soundtrack to Schindler's List, the theme, comes on. If you've never heard that, it's an incredible violin that plays. Have you seen the movie, Schindler's List? If you have not, you need to. You really need to. It'll change you, I promise you. And now we're reminded of that movie. And what it's about, I'll give you a brief, Oscar Schindler was a German businessman and all he cared about was making money. You know, when the war started, you know, he's, he, he's making money, that's all he cares about. So they want him to build factories to house people, put them to work. So he saw what they were doing. He saw that they were killing so many, that he created a warehouse and a shop basically that did nothing but pretend like it did something. And he sold things and he bought people and he bought things to help save people. He'd sell his car or sell something like this. And he saved over 1,100 people from the gas chamber. One man decided to do something on his own, I can't imagine how hard it would have been for him, you know. If you watch the movie, you'll see, he says, I wish I could have done more. Well, I could have sold this ring or I could have sold this, I could have saved one more. And his determination, his big, his big heart to save, I said, and I'm thinking while I'm listening, all that's coming back to me while this song's playing and I'm going, <laughs> I'm starting to lose it a little bit. Okay, I'm on the beach. <laughs> I have my sunglasses on. And tears just came to my eyes. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't want them to know that I'm crying on the beach. But tears come to my eyes, and it was like the voice of God just said, you see that guy over there? You see that family over there? You see... Them over there sitting on that umbrella. You see that lifeguard sitting over there. You see that girl over there. I love every one of them. That is my creation. I died for them. I care for them. And I just 
lost it. Because he, he showed me right there, Brian, this is not about a message. This is not about a sermon. This is about a way of life. This is about a level of love that you don't understand and that the church don't understand. It's not a, it's not a religion. We live in a form of religion when we don't understand the power of Jesus Christ and the love he's given you and me. And we can change the world, guys. Think about it. We can change the world. We have the power. Do you not agree? Do you not agree? You at your place at work, you at home. I know loving at home can be difficult. But you have the power through Jesus Christ. Like Mr. Schindler did, he made a decision. I'm going to do this if it kills me. I'm not letting this happen. We should have the same attitude when it comes to this world. We should love at all costs. Love's going to hurt. We're going to bleed. I said this. I said, we should write the words of Jesus on our hearts. Because when we get cut and we bleed, his love flows out. People see it when you're hurting. And you know what? The, the church right now should be the most loving, caring thing in the world. And I, so I want to ask you to do something here. I, I don't even know where I am, y'all. Let's see where I am. Let's look at the screen. John, the brother of Jesus, he walked with Jesus. He stood before Jesus when he was crucified, and he saw it happen. He saw him walk the earth after his resurrection. You know, I told you all ago, I, I just don't believe it anymore. Some of you may be that bottom line, I just don't believe it anymore. Well, here's what John wrote. What John wrote for us to know. Today, 2020, for you to get. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. If that's all we had, that's all we need. Jesus is real. His love is real. He came, he died, he brought us a revolution that he's asking you and me to be a part of. And he's been saying it for years to the church. Now, you have a choice. When I sat on that beach and I heard that song and God was just saying that to me, I really didn't know what to think other than I need to make a decision right now. I need to make a decision. I choose love. I choose love because it's the powerful way and the only way to change our world. And so I'm gonna ask you that question. Each of you, here today, each of you online, if you're hearing my voice on radio, wherever you are, you need to ask yourself this question. 
If you're tired of where we are, if you're fed up of, of the chaos, it doesn't mean we stand up and we fight. What we do, we stand up and we love. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to be a part of a revolution, a love revolution that changes the world. I want to be a part of a church and a community that changes the world because we love those in front of us. We love our enemies. <laughs> That's horrible. We'll talk about that, another message. But I'm asking you in your heart, Maybe we should just say this out loud. Would you be offended by that? Be behind your mask? Would you say this with me? If you want to do this, wherever you are, would you just say this with me? Here, go say it. I choose love. See, it's a choice. Love is a choice. You can choose today to walk out and do nothing. You can't. That's what most people do. Because you don't believe you have, you say, what can I do all by myself, Brian? I can't change anything alone. No, but we can change everything together. Imagine this 400 people loving our community in ways and changing how we feel about one another. Okay, Facebook, for instance. Real easy. Here's what you can do today. Go on Facebook and say something nice. Say something good. Share this message. Be a part of the revolution, not a part of the problem. When you go to that restaurant today, I'm some of you, if they're open, look at the person serving you. Look at them. Really look at them. And you'll see something. You'll see they need God so much. They need love so much. People are lonely in this world and they need the church. And I'll say this too, what's at stake for us is the next generation needs to see us loving right now. Because what's gonna happen at the end days, that faith's gonna wither. And if my kids see me complaining, Did I tell that Zoe story already? I don't know if I told it. I was on vacation again. It's like, that's all I do, right? I know that's what you're thinking. He's always on vacation. But we were eating breakfast. You sure I hadn't told this? Okay. I did two messages, so I gotta make sure. And we're sitting there eating. It's my girls and our family. And, and we're talking about the, all the things in the world that are bad. You know, it's really easy to do. I'm sure that's what you're gonna do at the dinner table. You wouldn't believe what he did. You wouldn't believe what she said. My goodness, look at this. We're, we're losing it. It's going crazy. You know, they're on their phones, so you don't think about it because we give them the phones so they don't pay attention. But they're listening. One of the girls just looked up and she said, there just isn't any hope. 15-year-old. I went, Wow. I said, there's Jesus. They're like, oh yeah, we got him. Back to their phone. 
See, we don't need to let this love die away. When you say, I choose love today, we're saying we're choosing it for the next generation and beyond because our children need to see what love looks like. Do they even know in your family? Do they even know in your life what real love looks like? See, my mother, she showed me that. I thought she was a little crazy sometimes because she would love people that I didn't like. And she would love people that would treat her bad. And I'm like, Mama, just let me smack them. Just, just. But she loved. And she changed many people. Many people still talk to me about her and her life and how she made a difference. So you can make a difference personally where you are. I want you to stand. I know this is a little heavy, I guess, today. It's a little... But I, I think... to me sometimes I'm on stage God shuts me up I don't know why maybe I talk too much because I really don't want it to be about me I don't want to be this impressive preacher that you can say oh great job that's great but that's not what I want I want to make a difference I want you to go home today and get this in your heart that when you walk out, you become the revolution. You become love. And I know the situations are hard everywhere. But if you want to know the solution, Jesus gave it to us. It's the power of love. So, I want to ask you to do we said we choose love. And so in this book, Joyce had a great covenant, I thought, that we'll be sharing throughout the series. And I thought this is a great way for you. If you're going to be a part of this revolution, this is what we'd like to do. I take up compassion and surrender my excuses. Get rid of your excuses. There's no reason not to love I stand against injustice. Is that me, y'all? And commit to live out simple acts of God's love. Simple acts, like we talked about. Just smile at somebody. Smile at somebody, Ricky. See, when Ricky smiles, I smile back. I refuse to do nothing. This is my resolve. Say this. I am the... We are... We got a band. So I challenge you today. Spell your heads with me. Spell your heads. And I'm going to pray for us that we will be an army of love. That we will, when we go out today, we will start seeing those around us 
Father, we love you. I thank you that you are so patient with us. That when we get frustrated and we walk away from you, you're you're right there waiting for us. And I know a lot of us feel hopeless today. Some of us just don't know what to do. I pray that you would comfort and give peace. I pray that you understand that we learn that we don't need somebody to love us. We need to love somebody. And then our cup will be filled. We need to give love. I pray that you would open the eyes and the hearts of every person listening or online, anywhere. Open their heart. Open their eyes to the community and the people around them that they will love like never before. And from this day, we'll see an amazing movement in our church and our community. Now, some of you may not know Jesus Christ today. You came here today, maybe you've never accepted him. Maybe you're watching online and you, you, you wanna know what this love is like. Well, you can have that today. Because Jesus came, he gave everything that you could have life. And so if you'd like to accept Jesus today, I'm gonna pray a prayer. You can just say it with me, wherever you are, you can say it with me and accept him today. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died and you rose again. Come into my heart and change me. Make me a new person. Help me to be that love that changes the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So next week, we're going to continue this love revolution. Pastor Eddie is going to talk about what it's like to walk in love. What does that look like? You know, we talked about we need to step on, we need to get on this revolution idea. And then how do we do that? How do we make that happen? If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.